All right, y'all, give me just a second and we'll get going. I'm happy to be the only one speaking up here, but if you guys want to join, feel free to hit that request button. I haven't even tweeted this out yet, so shout out to all of y'all who are jumping in here before I even have a tweet going. That is amazing, because I literally was just sitting in the office chair back of the house, and I was like, eh, you know, I haven't done a space yet today. need to do the space. Why not just kick it up now? Um, you know, 2023 is all about doing, not just thinking about things, but actually taking the action and following through. So, you know, when that type of stuff pops up, I, I don't know, I just do, I don't think about it anymore. And there was a time, I will say this, like back in the day, there was definitely a time where hosting spaces in general, I'd say was just a tiny bit intimidating occasionally. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is about it, but before you'd start one up, you'd sit there and think like, oh, what am I going to talk about? Now, the best thing that ever happened to me, kind of like this stage of enlightenment, was realizing that I didn't have to have anything to talk about, like, because I can literally just talk about anything. So it's amazing not necessarily having something to talk about, because you have freedom in the outline of how you're going through, uh, through whatever. So... Um, I've got one request. I will bring you up. I'll give you a chance before I get this going, uh, before I actually tweet this out. Again, shout out to y'all if you guys are actually in here right now. Um, El Diablo, what's going on? Welcome up. How are you doing? Hey, Calio. Hi. Uh, first time here. I just wanted to say hi. And I think you're doing a great job since you're saying that uh, for, uh, at first it was difficult to do this. Um I think you're you're awesome, and yeah. How how was today? I saw you were going today for a Young Life Club to be the leader. Yeah, man. So tell us about it if you want to. I mean, I know it's a personal yeah. thing, but yeah, yeah we'd like to hear about that. It was good, man. So you know, here's the thing: I, I led for Young Life for like nearly five years and then I quit around the time COVID hit and I think it was just a combination of it was really difficult to do any type of like ministry or work you know with the kids back then um, during COVID and also I was going through a really rough stretch myself which you know if you've listened to any of my background story you know you kind of are familiar with that but so ended up just like whenever you quit doing something where you're serving and taking time away from your schedule for somebody else, it gets really easy to fall in the habit of doing nothing. Um, so I just got used to being lazy, basically got used to being selfish with my time. And I just became content with that. And I think in the process of being content with that, the Kaleo brand kind of blew up as well. And I just became obsessed with this pursuit of whether you want to call it fame, money, whatever the heck it is. And in the process, I feel like I lost a few things that really, you know, I value and that are important to me. And one of those is just service, right? Where I feel like in life, as you get older, it's easy to make excuses not to serve and not to do things for other people, right? Like you're always going to have excuses and I don't have kids. I don't have, you know, a wife or anything like that to look at and say, Oh, well, at least yeah, I've got to serve them. I have to take care of them. I need time for them. I don't even have that excuse right now. So I thought to myself, like, if I am not serving right now, when I 
don't have these excuses. Like, what is my life going to look like later on when I do? Am I ever going to reach this point where everything is just so easy that, you know, going out and doing something for others is the most probable and best answer? And I thought about it and the answer was no, right? Like, you know, in life, you're always going to be able to say no, but the thing is, the excuses are always going to pile up. So I it just basically clicked, if not now, then when? So that kind of clicked to me a few weeks ago. If I don't go out and start doing this again now, I'll never do it. <laughs> and it's important to me. You know, even though it does take a lot of time investing into relationships to be able to disciple, mentor, you know, younger kids, like, you know, this high school kid, high school age kids aren't easy to connect with, man. Like, you know, if you're a boomer and you're trying to do whatever, like you're never going to be cool. So you just have to like be yourself. It's similar to being on a space, right? Like just getting up on stage, making connections with people. It, it translates over really well. Um, so, yeah, man, you know, it, it just kind of clicked to me that I needed to be about more than just myself. Right. Like to me. No matter what I build here in this space, no matter what I build outside of it, it means nothing if I am not serving a greater purpose, right? So that was kind of what clicked, man. Like, I, I know it won't be easy, but, you know, I know it's something that's going to bring me joy that's a lot greater than, like, anything that I can get just, you know, by checking another number off the box or getting another follower milestone or something else. Like, none of that means anything if I am not, pursuing glorifying the lord in the process like that's just my faith my belief and i believe everybody you know if you've got a belief and conviction in something you have to live it out right you know you can't sit there and talk about it like you've got to do it so yeah yeah i think i does i think that's great you're a great example uh, i've seen uh, i've been following you for uh following you for Maybe a couple of years since uh, no, maybe more than a year since 2021, I think. And I've I've seen these phases of you going through all of this, and I think it's it's amazing. It's an example example to all of us more than the the crypto stuff or the NFTs, which are great. But yeah, going outside and helping people, I think it's it's amazing what you're doing, and I want to thank you for that. Appreciate it, man. And you know, hey. Like, honestly, that's why I share that stuff in a little tweet, because my whole thing is, you know, it's not to get any type of, oh, man, like, Cleo is a good guy going out and, like, leaving, doing this. I believe that when you're in a position of leadership and you're in a position of having influence, that what better way to influence people than to inspire them to do something more than just for themselves, right? So, like, you know, I think it's good to be able to take a break from that occasionally and just say, hey, there's more to life outside of you know what we all gather around and talk about here on the screen every day and, and i truly do believe man and i think that's one thing that you know if you talk about my ups downs everything in between of how i've been able to deal with volatility as far as the status of current situations in my life it's i believe there is a greater purpose behind all of it and again if you're not out there striving for that then you know like for me, it's all meaningless. So yeah, you know, that's, that's kind of the, the base story for it. But you know, it does mean a lot hearing from somebody like you, 
you know, that I've never even talked to before that that, that type of stuff means something. So I appreciate that, Diablo. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to step down, keep, uh, keep staying here as a listener, and uh, have a great night. 10-4, man. You take it easy yourself. Kaleo, man, you ever see yourself having kids? Uh, yeah, no, definitely one day. Um, who knows when that is, but definitely um, would want to eventually. I hear you. Uh, what about you? Do you have any? Like, I've never even asked. No, I'm, I'm, tw- I'm 23. I'm 24 in March, so not on the radar at the moment. Well, I mean, hey, plenty of 23 <laughs> and 24-year-olds that I know that, you know, have, like, mm-hmm. that's, there's some parts of the world that's late. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I want to, I want to get real set up good, get a nice house, and, and then, but, you know, everything doesn't always go to plan. <laughs> we'll you, man. <laughs> Uh, BTCR, welcome up to the stage. How are you doing tonight? Hey, hey, I love how this started. Uh, well, I don't know if it just started, but I hopped in and they were talking about, you know, giving, <clears throat> giving back. There's uh, something in my line of work. I love to talk to people about like, it's, it's fascinating. The wealth of the, the wealth of the uh, poor, right, is community. And the poverty of the rich is is isolation. And the more we find ourselves like building up these bags, if you will, or, or growing in status, we build bigger houses behind bigger gates and get lonelier and lonelier. But there's something that across culture matters more than anything else. And that's that's community. That's relationships. That's giving back. That's doing what you're talking about like on um in in whatever level you do it and everyone needs to understand like your life will not have purpose or meaning if you have isolated yourself because you finally made it like that's that's not the end game (laughs) it's not that's not a wealthy man right like a a wealthy man like uh, the 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 poor understand right they they have they have uh each other and i think that's a weird correlation stupid correlation maybe but philosophically in the bear market we kind of see this like people have got rugged people that have like lost it all everything else and they just understand this huge wealth of community that they're finding right now and i think it's insanely beautiful I don't know how this Web3 thing connects to how we're all connected, but it deeply is the reality of so much of our lives. And all of the same philosophical principles apply. And I don't know. It's like when everyone's poor right now, we're finding so much wealth in community and leaning toward community because we know that that's how we can help one another and we can help. Uh, yeah. And not just here, but also I, you know, in real life, mentoring kids, doing whatever else it is, you know, that, uh, that you do in your life. <clears throat> I, I'm not trying to give you flowers. I'm just trying to say to everybody and really talking to myself, like, let's not forget like how wealthy we are in a terrible market to have the community that we have. It matters. And let's not forget whenever the bull comes, 
that this is really what matters is that we've got each other. Right. Peace. No, and I appreciate that sentiment, man. I mean, you know, there's something that a line I really like, you know, uh, or a verse, I should say, you know, like basically what, what does it mean if you're, if you gain the whole world, but lose your soul in the process, it means nothing. Right. And I feel like there's so many people in this pursuit of wealth and this pursuit for power that they lose their true identity and they lose what their real purpose is. So they lose family, friends, relationships um, along the way. And at the end of the day, wealth without anybody to share it with and without being able to make any greater impact with it is worthless. If nothing else, it's just bondage. It's chains that weighs you down. And, you know, I, I can say this from experiencing both, really high highs and really low lows over the past several years where it's easy to look back. And, you know, there are times where after you lose everything and you're just sitting there and you're like, well, what do I have left at this point? You almost feel freer than you do whenever you have this huge, you know, sum of wealth that you're sitting there saying, well, what am I supposed to do with all of this? And there's something about greed that's consuming and isolating in the process. And I think that as, <laughs> uh, you know, again, the, the joke is only somebody wealthy would say this, but like I, I right now I'll say this, like relatively, I, I am not wealthy. <laughs> like I, I've had times over the past several years where I have been wealthy, but I'm not right now, right? Like, you know, and like, is there a good chance I will be again? I mean, hey, I'm gonna work my, my ass off and. If that's a byproduct of it, then it happens. Right? But at the same time, I am grateful for every reset that I've ever had because I feel like there is purpose in that reset because every time it has woken me up to realize that, okay, you know, as I have chased after these other things, I've lost other parts of myself. So again, man, you know, I think it all goes back to what is the greater purpose beyond all of this? And, you know, again, like, dude, that's my thing, even, even with like the the stonks and being able to um, go through and, uh, you know, build something with this. It's like, dude, that's the same way I want this community to be built. Right. And I think that we've already seen examples of this. There are a lot of people that are selfless in the process of going through, you know, their collections where you've seen people just, selflessly give away or pick things up and return them to people where they didn't have to. And I think that it is something that is incredibly special. And when you're talking about reasons why I'm really bullish on this community and bullish on where things are heading, you know, I think that it's because that approach is transcendent compared to so many other communities that it's constantly about what is the next thing that we're going to do to pump the floor, right? Where it is very short-sighted, very selfish, very greedy along the way, I would rather have, you know, a, a community with a shared vision that values both, you know, the project itself, but also each other in that process than I would, you know, have a higher floor price immediately and have people that that's all they care about, right? Because if that's what you have and that's what you're focused on, you know, it usually doesn't lead to lasting success. Yeah, and I, I don't I don't want to occupy too much time, but man, 
how huge. Like, if we really hold on to this, like, if people really get it, right, that community is ultimately the thing, regardless of the ups and downs, and that, that, that's that's the most bullish, bullish, bullish thing that we could ever have. And I I'll speak for myself, but I know that there's so many people, especially in wonks, <clears throat> wonky stocks, uh, that have experienced it, and that's why the conviction is so high. In my personal line of work, it it's amazing. Come holiday season, I've never had someone who was who was poor or who was who was struggling um, <clears throat> call me at Christmas time. But I've had many people around Christmas or Thanksgiving or holidays who lived in mansions behind gates that had a gun in their mouth. And that's just real. They've become so isolated because they have forgotten about all of the things that really matter in their pursuit of this thing that they've isolated themselves to the point where they're believing things that are so not even real. And they're so disconnected from reality, which is community, which is people, which is mutual suffering, which is mutual joy, which is mutual gratitude, which is love and light that they're completely lost because they've, they've, they don't have community. And one of the most insane things is there's a global, like philosophically, it blows my mind to look at wonky socks and say, there's a global community of people that are supporting, caring, legitimately helping, walking people through. Uh, It's a, it's a it's a phenomenon. We're on we're on. It's early, right? <clears throat> but it's almost even more beautiful with there's with with screen names because people are willing to be more vulnerable, even, right? Uh, I don't know if you've seen that, but I've seen it a lot. Like where it's you don't even have to be face to face. You can be even more vulnerable, more open, more uh, available to ask for help from community in the right community uh, to have that, to have that, uh, that uh, tackiness and that, that, that grip on what really matters and not all of the, the uh, Lambo, you know, LFG stuff, which is so fun, but uh, I'll stop now and just say like, that that really is the key community 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 man i mean if we don't have that if we don't if we're not giving more than we take away at the end of this life then what the heck are we here for you know peace i mean that's exactly it man and you, you know i'm telling you that that's even the approach with the stonks to begin with where like I, i'm not going to name names but i've seen several people that had projects that I only want to say it failed because they let them fail. Um, they abandoned them because the floor price didn't do what they wanted immediately. And after that, like, you know, I've seen several of those people that actually very recently have come up and tried to release new projects and, you know, asking people, Hey, who wants on my whitelist and stuff like that. And it just, you know, it's disheartening, man, because, 
why would somebody want to trust somebody who's failed like that and abandoned something and give them another chance? But people will anyway. They have short-term memories. But with the stocks, it's something that's been incredibly important to me from the beginning, even though it was, you know, mostly a free mint where, <laughs> you know, it's something where if I release something, you know, I, I don't think it's right to even think about doing something else unless, you know, you prove that whatever vision that you had initially has life and that you make it into something successful. And even when others see it as something that's not successful, because there was a period of time, I mean, a long period, right, where you, know, you were there, BTC, you were there, Nick, where we're grinding underneath 0.1 ETH for a long time and don't really get much recognition or flowers or anything else. And, you know, a lot of people just ignoring the idea of the project and throughout that process, like it would have been way easier to just quit and walk away and, you know, do what some of these other people are doing where they're like, Oh, you know, Hey, it's been about a year and a half. Like let's release something new, but I don't think that's right. And I don't think that ethos is something that will take them very far or make their next project or the next pursuit of something they do any different or any more successful. So that's my thing with the stonks at the end of the day, right? Like why, as I'm sitting here and saying, and as you've heard in these spaces for the past month, for a lot of the people that are new here, you know, why I say the stonks are inevitable are because like, I truly do believe like my passion, my pursuit toward this, I, as long as I'm in this game, the crypto game, like, you know, this is it. Like I am going to work toward making sure that this is something that's successful and that is something that's inevitable and becomes something more. And, you know, there are people that if you don't give them whatever returns overnight, like they're elite, right? Where if it takes, takes longer than a week, boom, cut your losses, you're out. And it's okay. You know, like those aren't the type of people that I want, you know, involved in a project. They're like why I honestly enjoy after a massive, return like we had recently from that 0.06 area up to you know 0.3 plus where we've maintained basically for a month since now i enjoy actually chilling here for a longer period of time before breaking above the new all-time high because i think it really establishes just a solid core base of people that believe right that have that shared vision of something that's longer than just the next pump over the next couple of weeks yes. that actually share the same vision that I do that, you know, see that, okay, like when Kaleo says he is not leaving this space, he's been here for, you know, nearly six years now. And he's at this project for a couple and through thick and thin, like hasn't abandoned it. Like he's yep. not going to leave it behind whatever it's already higher than it was for the first year plus. <laughs> like, yep. So, yeah, you know, that's my whole thing, man. It's just, Patience through a process, I think, makes the end result a lot more beautiful. And it's really, it's really been fun to watch because you could have came in from day one and just exploited the network, said, "Okay, we're going to do point three three, we'll mint out, and then I'll kind of just back shoulder it." But from day one, you you decided to go free mint, um, preached organic growth, and and then even when, like you were talking about, when things were kind of quiet, never went away, was still there. No, I appreciate that, Nick. But I mean, again, all of it goes back to just a bunch of the, you know, people like y'all that stuck around throughout that process as well, right? Where, um, and that's one of the things that 
a lot of people just fail to recognize too is just that everything about this game you know it's a team effort one way or the other it's not just whoever leads a project or um you know anybody who has official titles within something you know it's the core collective and kind of the pulse of the the community as a whole and people talk about um, you know, I feel like the word community is almost overplayed, but it is something that's incredibly important because the mindset of the people that have that are collectors, right? Because I really do view this as art. And I think that it's funny, Hondo actually shared with me a Jack Butcher tweet earlier where he was talking for him, it was all about the art. And I feel like that meta has become more and more popular over the course of the past couple months. But it really just wasn't something that many people were bold enough to branch out and pursue outside of the realm of art blocks for a long period of time. And, you know, for me, even the pudgies, right? Like, I I respect the IP play and everything that they're pushing for there. But, like, you know, anything with a pudgy, do you collect it for the IP personally? No, like, I don't think that the IP money would be life-changing money. You know, maybe if anything, it would be better brand recognition for the art um, by getting it in more stores, more places. But, you know, if anything, for me, the value really does go back to the art and the community. You know, the people that hold it and actually appreciate whatever the project is for the art and for the history and for the story and for the collective mentality and the approach more so than, hey, what exactly can I do with this? And I make the comparison all the time to traditional collectors. You know, nobody is sitting there asking for a traditional artist that gives them a canvas with their painting. Okay, well, you know, what's the utility with this? What's the next, like, play? How can I, how can I take this piece of art and, you know, use it in a game coming up. Like, you know, can I take it off the wall and plug it in? Like, is there something, you know, some credit that I get for this? You know, are, are you going to do the legwork of getting this out there? And, you know, can I make some royalties by potentially letting people take a picture and, you know, getting it out there on the internet? Are you going to do that for me? No, they do it because it's something that they appreciate the intrinsic value of, you know, whatever it means to them at that period of time. There are a lot of people that say, well, oh, all because NFTs are physical pieces, that means that the same principles can't carry over. And I completely beg to differ because the amount of time that so many people spend online these days, I think exceeds the average amount of time that the average person that is collecting at this period will actually go around and look at the wall and look at that beautiful piece on the wall. They're looking at their wallets. And they're looking at ways that they can flex this digitally because they're spending more time doing that. And it can reach a greater population of people for that flex than they ever would be able to reach by just having the physical piece. So I think that there really is something transcendent about the idea of collecting NFTs as art itself. And that's really the vision that goes behind the stonks and why they were based on art and art alone going into it and why that's the meta that I truly believe is going to be the one that stands the test of time. And, you know, I preached it, but I'll preach it time and time again. There will be better tech that comes out. There will be better companies that approach the way that the utility behind the big events and the parties 
that needs some source of revenue to continue. And you've got to think about that. If you're in a project that like, they're just touting these big projects or these big parties and other things, they've got to have some source of revenue to be able to keep that going, right? Like to be able to make that something that is a profitable pursuit over the years. And I'm not saying that it can't be done, but it is something that can become difficult to continue at certain levels especially as competition begins to creep onto the scene. Whereas actual history and actual appreciation for art itself is transcendent. Thousand percent. Art, art is art. It doesn't have to have utility. It's art. Exactly, man. Um, Dude, so I haven't had the chance to. I've been super busy with a bunch of random stuff today. It will be tomorrow as well. But I looked, you know, saw saw that like the stocks dipped beneath point three for like a second, I think, and then I came back from club and they were already back above that level. Dude, all I'm gonna say is I, I the stocks will not be underneath the all time high after BTC rips above this range. Like there, there's, it's not gonna happen. So. As much as I appreciate, oh, okay, there, there's some things. Let's see. It is the, there's still the stolen stonks that are available right now on, uh, on what's it called? X2Y2. And that's basically it beneath there. So, yeah, yeah, you know, it's one of those things, again, like, I mean, hey, I, I, I completely understand the pursuit of doing whatever, but, like, I, <laughs> I, 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 Maybe biased here, and I may be carrying information. Like, there's a good chance that the stocks will not be underneath the point four level after BTC rips out of this range. Like, there's just a good chance. That's all I'm going to say, guys. You heard it here first. If you think Bitcoin's going to thirty k, and you want to front run Kaleo, go buy some stocks. So, we'll see. It is nice uh, to see, though, when we, we dip a little bit and it just gets eaten up. No, yeah, no, 100%. So I love to see it. And even, like, you know, I've had a chance to be incredibly active over the past couple of days. And, dude, I, I mean, still just seeing, like, how how everything basically just runs like a well-oiled machine by itself. I mean, dude, that's amazing to watch. Um. So... Nick, uh, we got Crayola requesting to come up on stage. Mr. Crayola, what is going on? The man, the myth, the legend from North Carolina. The Tar Heels bleed blue along on the stage. Welcome up, my man. How is it going? Oh, you know, I'm doing all right. Can y'all hear me? Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm just uh, finishing up 30 minutes left in my shift, and part of what y'all was just talking about with uh, Bitcoin going to 30K, and dude, I, I got to tell you, man, like, been in a, like, for me, I've only really been in crypto and stuff since, since 2020, but thinking back on previous emotions and previous times, like, being in this market for a long time, molds you and makes you better and 
helps you control your emotions a little bit better. And I think that's the cool part I'm getting to see now is that, you know, if you, if you remain persistent, they start to go your way. Um, there's less greed and you're smarter about different plays that you make. Um, and I hope this time I actually start selling <laughs> some cause I, you know, I, I held, um, this whole time, but I think in my mind, it was more of a, Hey, I'm, I'm willing to accumulate for three, four years. And, you know, sadly the market humbled me and, and forced me to do that anyway. Um, so I'm hoping on this next ride up, uh, I'll, I'll be smarter. Well, <laughs> I mean, that's all you can do, man. You can look at the past. And you let it do one of two things. You can either let it stop you um, or you can learn from it and actually take those lessons and improve. And I, I think it's that mentality of belief. But, you know, also you have to have recognition in the process of belief. You have to be able to see what those blind spots were and to be able to work through them. It's not going to be something that just corrects itself. It has to be something that you have to actively pursue as you continue forward. Kaleo, can I ask you a question? Yeah, what's up, man? What's what's something you're gonna do building up to these next through 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 the bear, the mini bull, the bear, the next bull? What what's one thing you're gonna do differently than you did before? That you've just you just decided like, all right, this is this is the one thing I will do that I did not do in order to step my game up to the next level? Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, I think that uh, a lot of it goes back to just not, not over trading. You know, if you've got a position that you're confident in, just like being able to have patience and just sit back on it. It's, uh, I think that's a big part of it. So, um, yeah, I mean, outside of that, I, I don't know, man. I mean, I think that another one that I really want to do that I need to just start, and I, I've talked about it for so long, I want to do more video content, more stuff like that, too. I think it's a better way to connect with people. Um, and that's something, obviously, that I can start right now. Um, but as far as, you know, the other type of stuff, I think that, you know, the, the, the two biggest things are if there are friends that you really trust that have a track record, you know, betting on them. <laughs> um, and I, I think the other is, yeah, just patience. How about yourself, BTCR? What are you looking at? Yeah, I, man, I've made some big ones like, uh, don't invest in Celsius. Um, uh, <laughs> that was one. Um, I mean, I thought I was safe, but, uh, that you know it's it's so funny to think that you would it's so funny to think that as many precautions as i take and as many different wallets and anonymity whatever's i i really believed that it was the bank i just for some reason it didn't click i i was like oh my god like we're gonna get seven and a half percent like this is you know i'm out i got it it's going to stay here for a couple of years and then I'll start reallocating and let's see how much more we can build. But I, I really believe that like I, I did not truly understand the difference between um, DeFi and uh, I, I didn't understand the difference between 
what is centralized and what is truly decentralized. And it sounds foolish to say, but I'm humble enough to say it. I, I, I just didn't, I didn't do it. And so that's one of the things that I'm certainly going to make sure that uh, I don't do this time. That's probably sounds very basic to everybody else, but I think, I think I was greedy. I think I was cocky. I think, you know, m my bank wasn't going to give me more than one point two percent on my money and you know here's this other bank that's that's gonna give me seven and a half percent and i'll just leave it there you know wait 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 till the bull comes back but uh really doing my research and uh ask being humble enough to ask people not not just doing my research but asking people like what what's your wisdom etc cetera, etc cetera, and being in in good communities where i can trust their feedback that's one of the things that I'm going to continue to do. Um, yeah, and I'm going to keep trusting your calls because I wouldn't have got there if I hadn't have listened to your calls in the first place. <laughs> I just love it. I'm not trying to give you flowers. I'm just saying thank you for, yeah, I mean, I, I wrote, I literally just rode your tail, bro. Um, like, just, that sounded that sounded weird. Rode your uh, airstream, <laughs> and uh, and it was it was really fantastic. So I'm gonna be really careful about the people that I follow in the in the in in the next run. And uh, yeah, the last thing is if I don't write it down, this is one hard thing I've made. If I if I'm not willing to write it down on paper, set set the the buy, set the exit. Um, I, I, I'm not doing it. So I'm just going to have to pass. I'm going to have to miss some things that I think that's over trading, right? So I'm, I'm not going to over trade. That's basically what you said, but that's, that's my commitment is if I'm not willing to put it on paper in my journal, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do it. And that's, I mean, that, that's about it. And I'm going to lean in much deeper to the people that I've gotten to know in real life through this and trust them and have a wealth of knowledge that is so much greater than the knowledge I had a year and a half ago, two years ago, because it's phenomenal. It's just it's just it's just astounding the the collective wisdom in the spaces that we have now having stuck around and built real community and uh, come to come to find how each individual has their own niche, knows their own stuff. There's really nothing you can't figure out whenever you build that network. So keep building that network by being genuine, consistent honest, vulnerable, all those things. It's a diverse group of people to BT cart, uh, in terms of, and it's not like diversity in terms of race or religion. It's, it's occupations. You got accountants, you got artists, traders, just people working a nine to five that are, that like crypto. Um, and then one thing you've kind Doctors, of, been talking student about. lawyers. Yeah. You got everyone. There's a good amount of lawyers. I need I need to find an accountant actually. Um, before future April. McDonald's workers, <laughs> Magna. Yeah, future McDonald's workers. Unfortunately, I don't think we're all gonna make it. 
Um, Magna CPA. Yeah, I gotta hit up Magna for some for some uh, tax advice on the NFTs and the cost basis there. But um, and then you also touched on it. Just be a sponge, man. Absorb as much as you can from all the people around you. Keep talking, man. <laughs> I'm I'm out of words. Let me get a few more beers in me, and I'll be able to talk a little more. Yeah, shoot. What's up, my man? What's going on, Kaleo? Um, sitting here. How did that test go? Uh, it wasn't a test. Uh, it was just my first day. Uh, we, we were talking about uh, I think we were I, we were talking about Bitcoin, right? We were talking about how my teacher was talking about crypto. Yeah, yeah, I got you. No, I, I remember that you had something with the class, and I think I got mixed up with somebody else that had a test. Yeah, no, I feel you. Um, I have it to, again tomorrow. I'm sure he he probably won't even go into it, but whatever. I'm just watching this Dogecoin chart, hoping for it. Uh, you know. Still having that faith, sitting here with my Doge dog, sleeping on me, and, uh, you know, waiting for my bags to pump. Oh, I mean, Doge, dude, I'm looking at the Doge chart, but I mean, I'm bullish on everything oh, right yeah. now. Doge is definitely going to break out of this. Let me look at Doge BTC, though. Well, who knows? Like, I, I, I'm looking at that, and I don't know. I mean, I personally am just sticking to trading BTC right here, um, but... You know, hey, hopefully it, it's more fun when other things outperform. So best of luck. One way or the other, I think the USD price will go up if BTC goes right. up. Listen, I'm not expecting for it like to do a crazy run. I totally agree with you that Bitcoin's just going to lead the way. But, uh, you know, when Bitcoin goes up, it's a, you'll see. Everything else goes up. You said it perfectly. Doge is a fun coin because it brings in a lot of people who aren't in the space. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Clay, were you ever a link guy? Link guy? Yeah, I know a lot of the 2017 class, our our link, um, not Maxis, but made a good amount off Chainlink. I I had one really good run with Chainlink, or what I thought was pretty good that summer. Um, So I had a little bit of fun whenever Chainlink was pumping. But, you know, the the only issue with that is then the rest of the cycle, I was waiting for Chainlink to pump again, and it never did. So, I, I like, I was so convinced that Chainlink was going to hit $100 plus. Felt like just one of the no-brainers, and it never happened, and it definitely bit me in the ass later on. Yeah, I've been trying to, I've I've given up, but I've been trying to play Link lately, and it just, it doesn't do so well underperforms on the way up and then goes back to six dollars six fifty on the way down yo hey can the crowd hear me right now um i I saw crayola comment on the space and he said he couldn't hear anything so throw up some emojis if you can hear me throw up like anything right now if you're in the crowd and you can hear this if not then dang like that's too bad anybody throw up emojis like Okay, good, good, good. We got a few. Thank you, guys. For Khalil, we need donut emojis, brother. We need donut emojis, brother. Oh, I, I'm not in that. <laughs> you know, I, I do have some cheesy bread that I'm about to heat up as my late night snack. So incredibly healthy stuff. Believe it or not, you guys may not believe this, but without working out right now, I like 
you hear my diet. My diet's terrible. But what, one thing I am doing, I'm eating slightly less. And I've lost about like five pounds over the course of the past couple of weeks. Now, here's the funny thing. Bob, actually, probably a month. Bogfather is going to come in here. And he's going to think that the entire space, this is all that we were talking about, is just the food and whatever. Again, we're real. Realistically, this has probably been one of the deepest spaces that we've had in a long time. Cleo, man, don't worry, dude. You'll just get shredded, man. And from the looks of it, man, you sound like you're 6'2", 220, 7% body fat, brother. You've got the voice of a Giga Chad, brother. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. I'm only 6'1", 215, but not not super shredded yet. So, yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're close. Um, but here's the thing. Back in college, what I used to struggle with back in the day was I was so <laughs> – Actually, believe it or not, man, I was like 6'1", 137 my senior year of high school. Um, not even joking. How is that possible, dude? How is I, that possible? I, I was a cross-country runner, and I just, like, I would eat a ton, but it didn't matter. My metabolism was just so fast that I just would, you know, like, I wouldn't put on weight. Um, I, you know, I put on a little bit in between cross country and track that year. Like I got into this thing where I just did, you know, ab work and push ups every single day. And I got a little above 150 and I thought I was just ripped. <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, going back to the college thing, you know, like I would work out every single day. And no matter what I did, like I was pretty strong for my weight, but I couldn't get above 175, 180. And my roommate back then, basically, he would make me eat so many freaking calories. I'd go to the uh, cafeteria at the school, which was actually really good. They had a bunch of really good restaurants in there. And you could, you know, as long as you paid your meal thing, you could eat whatever you wanted, um, as much of it. So we tracked it. There'd be a lot of meals where I would get like five to 10,000 calories, you know, not even joking throughout the course of it. And I still just could not put on weight. And he always told me, though. You know, to really get big and to get chiseled, you have to start off with a little bit of excess fat on you to like make it work a little bit easier at least. So I've got that now. I've got no excuse not to get there now. It's just a matter of doing it. But hey, we're in the do mentality this year. So you know what, King Wabi, like we're gonna make that happen um here in the next few months. It's going we're gonna manifest it. You're just pre-gaming, man. You're just getting ready. <laughs> I just saw, saw Bog show up, man. He's he's going to talk about the, the food. Dude, I, I literally oh, just got to New York. The first thing I did, I ordered a bacon, egg, and cheese, and mozzarella sticks from my favorite diner. Stonk, oh, father. Hey, say it, man. Is... Forget about it. Forget about it. Forget about it. Forget about it. Mozzarella. <laughs> Dude, yeah, no, it's really funny, dude. I'm I'm like six one, like two twelve. I was actually two fifty at the beginning of last year when I like, and then I'm like, oh shit, it's a bear market. I got to lose some weight. I got to hibernate a little bit. Um, but I I like yo yo a lot. I mean, I know what I need to do and like how, but like when I don't know, man. Like I don't know how anyone else does it, but like if you have like if you're like trading a bunch or you're just like levered to the tits it's like really hard to like go work out for 20 minutes like or do focus on anything or leave the computer so and then i stress i binge eat when i'm like really stressed the fuck out so it doesn't it does not help to you know you know 
be in this uh, space and, you know, try to be healthy. I mean, if it's bullish, like, I think my weight is like dependent on like, you could tell like what the market is doing based on my weight. It's a really good counter indicator. Well, you know, the funny thing about what you're saying that eventually I learned was something that's true. Um, you know, if I'm ever in a position where it's like, I'm too stressed to eat or too stressed to work out, like I can't walk away from the screen for that long. I'm definitely overexposed and I need to cut back. So like, that's kind of a rule of thumb. Like if you can't do that, if you can't sleep peacefully through the night, then yeah, you're not in a position that you need to be in. That, that is straight facts right there. Um, but I'll say this like legitimately, I would say my worst trading experiences all come from like, you know, waking up, checking my phone and being like, oh shit. And like doing something on the mobile, like nine out of 10 times that uh, when I make mistakes, that's probably the window that happens. So just a better rule of thumb, not to like leave any positions open over the evening. <laughs> yeah. Now the only time I've ever woken up and like caught anything was I remember like I was like severely sleep deprived and I think it was like December 21 and I had a huge position on like uh, FTX or like spell and I was like long spell and it got listed on Coinbase and I just woke up and I'm like, oh my God, like I finally caught a, like catching a Coinbase listing is the is like the best feeling ever. But every other time I was severely depressed and probably got wrecked waking, like, like having a huge position, like rolling throughout the night. Um, and going to bed, like waking up, I, I know that feeling, uh, feels bad, man. Yeah, definitely not fun. Um, don't recommend it to anybody. Um, but yeah, you know, like it's, <laughs> I guess it's part of the game during it. So, um, uh, father, how are you doing today though, man? You said you're in New York. Like I said, how, how is your, uh, how's your mom doing after everything? My mom's stubborn, man. She's like, like, Hey, you want me to make you something? I'm just like, you, you, you literally tore your rotator cuff. Like what? Just sit down, do stop doing stuff. And she's like around the kitchen doing shit. I'm like, you have to stop. Like, this is the reason why I just flew here. Like she's just a stubborn woman. I love her. She's my mom. And like, but she, it's very different. It's like, cause I, I guess it's like, she's used to it. Like when I was a kid, I was an only child. So I was like, Oh yeah. You know, it's like a weird role reversal. Now it's like, yeah, you're getting older. I got to do shit for you. But, um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's not, it's not the worst. I mean, I would think, thankfully, you know, it's just something it'll, it'll heal. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's good to be in New York though, to be, you know, see some family and friends and stuff, but, um, not much else going on though. It's been it's been like a slow couple of days to be honest. I gotta ask a crazy question. You're talking oh, about taking care of your mom. Like we get older, right? We we become responsible for our folks. And they also think about our financial well being. does anyone else's mother ask them? Because my mother is a saint, of course I think that. But she loves to ask me, how are your pictures doing? Are your pictures doing well? How are the pictures going? How's things going with your pictures? And I think it is the greatest thing ever. And she actually owns a wonky, like, which I just think is insane and beautiful. But has anyone else had that experience where they're explaining it to their parents and their parents 
they just love you because they're your parents. And but they ask you all the time about how your whatever their phrasing is, or maybe what how they how they explain it. I don't know. They're trying to connect, but like, does anyone else have that vibe? No, I, I usually, real quick, I only get, like, when the market's going down, my mom's like, you, you better not have, like, any shit open right now. Like, what are you doing? I'm like, are you poor? Like, she'll just, just like, she's like, did you lose all your money again? Because, like, I mean, I obviously, yeah, I'm not going to front. Like, in 2018, I round-tripped a lot of money. And now she just thinks I've, I've lost all my money anytime she sees anything in the news. So it's real fun when the market goes down, and I have to convince my mom I'm not, I'm not a pleb. <laughs> awesome yeah yeah Bog, i i feel that because like back in 2020 when i was in my really rough spot right that like they just kept reaching out and they wanted to help and no matter what happened back then no matter how tight things were it's like i was not gonna ask or take any help it's just not in me um and you know like it's not in me as long as i can do something myself and it's something that i feel like is healthy to do myself obviously there are situations you need to go out and you do need help from people but you know this wasn't one of them right type finances is what it was but i swear every day ever since then every day ever doesn't matter how much i've had how much i don't have like or not every day but you know just probably once every two or three months my mom's like hey well you know let me know you know if you need help with anything just let us know and I'm like, okay, I do not need help, please. <laughs> like, just stop. Like, just stop asking that question. But it's cute. But it's like, okay, I don't think there's ever anything that I'll ever be able to do that will convince her to not ask that. And, you know, it's become something that I, I find endearing, though, because I really, you know, it does show how much they love, you know, love me in the process. But it's funny you saying that about your mom because it's just like it is the same story bro dude it's even different i have a different relationship with my uncles like i got in like may 2017 and i was telling my uncles to buy ethereum the whole year and they finally bought literally at like 1200 um and they round tripped like a quarter mil and they just to this day. and the thing is i've like made them money if it's after that but like they will never let me down like talent like but they they're, they're the ones who pulled the trigger and bought ethereum at that price and round tripped it and then sold like the bottom so like and they still like blame me for that so i've learned a lot of lessons do not tell anyone to get into crypto don't t- don't you're the 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 plus EV play is to not tell your family anything don't tell your friends about crypto just just keep it to yourself you know, don't don't get anyone in. Just tell everyone it's a scam, and and it's the yeah. Don't try to start a, a fund. You're gonna lose money. Don't try to don't tr- don't pretend that you're smart. You're you're probably not. Let's be honest. You're probably not that smart. There's like because when you meet smart people, you know you're like fucking outclassed immediately. And and there's a lot of giga brands in here, and you have to just know like, hey man, you could ride the coattails. You could be a barnacle on the left curve. Right. You could be a little barnacle and the wheels are on the right curve. That's okay. You still you'll still make money. You know, you just have to know where to be. But don't yeah, don't don't try and overthink it. But that's that's another useless rant. I got the go. I was just gonna say real quick, I feel like somebody else had to have just gotten hacked or something. 
Um, I only say that because I looked at it. There were four stonks that just sold together as a bundle for point one seventy. Did he mention? Did he make like trying to make it one point seven? And he, he, they might have. Oh, that might have been it. Oh, dude, that why was I not at the computer? Because that was four. Oh. Yeah, it was four stonks lumped together. That I, I'm looking at it, and let's see, it was listed. 43 minutes ago and it sold within two or three minutes. But no, here's the deal. It was listed for 0.0280 five hours ago, but then immediately canceled. That's just weird. I don't know. Yeah. So I have no idea, but I I looked through that and I was like, Oh shoot, that is really weird. Um, and also, I'd say be on the lookout for um, somebody just dropped a Miami Vice gradient on the floor. They took a Weath offer. I almost guarantee you it's by one of those NFT in it com, which what is NFT in it com, man? Like, I've never known what they I, I see them on so many collections, you know, basically as liquidity providers accepting the Weath offers. But I, are they a group? Well, anyway, they accepted it, which means guaranteed they're going to list it probably somewhere near the floor over the course of the next 12 hours. So that'd be something to be on the lookout for, like flag that thing, look on the listings, because that's probably going to be a steal whenever it's listed. Crayola, what's up, man? Yo, um, question for y'all, and this is just, I haven't maybe done my research or I just don't know and I just don't trust anything these days. But if you have an offer on your NFTs for like a leaf offer, is it safe to like accept it? Um, yes, it should be. Like, I don't. Um, if it's something that looks like it's way too good to be true, maybe be a little bit careful. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like a, a wheat offer on them, like you, you're, you're going to be safe. Okay. Cause I'm like, why does every one of mine have offers on them? And is that because they're like people? Bots? Well, yeah, Crayola, they're people. Well, either bots or, I mean, heck, even people in the community, right? They'll just put out collection offers to where it is for either any item in the collection as a whole. Or there's some people that will do them towards certain traits specifically. Um, so that's, yeah, that's something that just, uh, I mean, happens across the collection. And there are a lot of people that like, you know, they hate that type of stuff. I think it's healthy. You know, I think it's healthy being able to have some type of access to that. And it's way healthier than the counter. So um, you know, if anything else, those people after they're resold, they just list them for cheaper than, you know, what the initial person would have. And it like, it works itself out in the end, but yeah, man, they're, they're safe. I mean, you just have to, from there, go to like Uniswap or something and unwrap the ETH if you want to use it, unless you want to use the Weath to counter offer on or bid on something. Appreciate it, man. I, I mean, cause like even months ago on projects that were absolute rugs. I, st- I was still getting offers. I'm like, all right, this guy be fake. They're about to drain my whole wallet. Like, I'm not touching this. Well, bro, here, here are a couple things that I would not trust. If you have like a Polygon NFT that's randomly dropped into your wallet, 
don't interact with that shit. <laughs> like, you know, don't accept it. Don't try to transfer it because those are things where they'll do something sneaky and it'll say last sale, like 80 ETH or last sale, two or three ETH on that item. And then you're like, oh shoot, like that thing was sold for two or three ETH, like how long ago? And you click on it, you're like, oh wait, there's an offer here or there's something else. And that's where you run into some malicious stuff whenever you st- whenever you actually send that NFT out of your wallet, like then that's where you open up the door. But if it's something from a trusted collection and you're accepting a wheat offer on it, like you're gonna be good. Also, if you're I appreciate it, so I, so I should not click on Kaleo's socks. It just got <laughs> dropped like thirty minutes ago, <laughs> dude. Uh, if you if you want to like make sure too, because I've seen yeah, a lot of like, appreciate y'all. Have... Not for real though. Like you talked about us all having uh, different talents and just different things to help each other with, and that's what I love about just the Wonka Stop family is that there there really is no stupid question, and if there is. It's because we're all friends and we've known each other long enough to make jokes and whatnot. But for anybody that's new on here, like, come up, you know, speak, uh, make friendships, because um, that's what this is. And Kaleo's done a really good job of just making everybody feel welcome. And we've learned together and we're going to eat together. And I'm, I'm excited when it finally takes off. Well, Crail, I realized I told you the wrong thing. So here's why, like, you know, I, I'm trying to create a community of diamond handed people. And, you know, like I realize by, by just saying that, yeah, no weath offers are safe. That'll, uh, you know, add a lot more to the diamond hands in the, yeah, I'm just messing around. <laughs> uh, Bob, what were you going to say a little bit ago? Oh yeah. So if you're going through your collection and you want to even make sure like it's, it's the legit collection, obviously there's a couple of ways, but if you, filter through the collections on the left hand side there's a tab that has like the you know you can select it and it'll only be the the nfts that are part of that collection so if i'm like looking for pudgy penguins i'll just click that just in case and i always click on the individual thing too just to see when i purchased it and you know what i mean just because you never know if they're sending duplicates or who knows like how intricate this shit is right so I always like take my time before I transfer or interact anything just to make sure it's like, this is the thing. And you don't want to ever like get caught sleeping or, you know what I mean? Spending the extra couple of seconds, like double checking things, you know, having some attention to details, like important because the scams are only going to get better um, for over the next year or two. So you just gotta, gotta stay safe. Yes, sir. Bog. Hey, I do have a question for you. So hypothetically, um, would that like, you know, say BTC goes higher from here and I'm not a dumbass, would the would the 10 ETH, 10 ETH thing still be on the table? Um, I think it would be. Yeah, I just got to move some stuff around. But let me know. Like, give me give me a little heads up. <laughs> I, I, I can do that. I can do that. Um, I, I, I did say there, there's a decent chance that soon the the area that we're in right now will not be safe but we'll see um <laughs> dude i can't believe i traded a 70 feet picks for a wizard hat still <laughs> bro that's okay the day that you said that on the space i remember bog you were still slightly euphoric about those feet picks i yeah. told you that was the greatest trade of all time <laughs> 
for you, you were like, I, I still don't know if it was the right thing to do. And I like at first I thought you were joking, but then I could hear it in your voice that you were being serious. And I was like, Bog, that is the smartest thing in the world. Give me a second. I'll buy 40 more feet picks and do the exact same thing right now if the person's dumb enough to do it, like do it again. <laughs> Like yeah, that was probably he, the greatest trade of the year. Yeah, yeah I don't know you. what happened to him, man. He just he was a little silent after that. Like, he, <laughs> I was—I mean, it was a really like a fifty-fifty kind of thing because that thing could it could have went either way. Like that thing could have just went to the moon after. So, um, I I couldn't believe it because I would have taken a bigger discount on that. But then again, I guess you can look at it from two perspectives, right? Where. He could say, ah, well, you know, the feet picks are, I guess, hypothetically kind of more liquid, but I don't even know if that's a great argument because you can sell part, part of the bag, right, where by the fact that it's more fractional, your liquidity is more fractional, you can exit out of whatever percentage, and if it kept running, then fine. But, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Dude, that was still, that was still legendary. I still can't believe that happened. I, I, I want to ask who it is, but I'm not going to out of respect. That's the guy in the Basho chat. I'm not going to say who, but um, we we don't talk about that anymore. We just don't. <laughs> I mean, I, I like proceeded to dump all my picks after the fact. I'm like, yeah, this is probably the I have a question for y'all. Kind of off topic. Um, has, it, has anybody like gone to the Arbitrum side yet? A little bit, a tiny, tiny bit. I've moved some ETH over there and um, just bought some some Doge shit coins on Arbitrum. I Ar- am interested Ar- in small brains, though. Yeah, Arbanu, baby. Let's go. No, it's um, it's it's been cool. Are, are you trying to say that we need to make the stonks cross chain and bridge them over to Arbitrum? Crayola, is that? Absolutely, man. How, you know, you're saying that we man. need to partner with Layer Zero and Absolutely. get these on every chain possible. La- Layer Zero, but our bad's to 100. You know what I'm saying? Hey, speaking of Layer Zero, I think the Pandas are about to announce a John Jones partnership. <laughs> pandas are the OG Layer Zero. Um, I mean, I'll say this. Sorry to drop whatever. I, like, probably... I don't know. Who knows? Maybe one day shit will change, but probably never going to go layer zero. I just don't see the reason for it. I mean, if somebody really wants their stonks on another chain, D Huts has already proved you can do that by yourself without layer zero integration. For so it uh, change hey, change that zero change that uh zero in the back of your name, man. Yeah, ch- yeah, change your name, make it a zero for layer zero. I mean, heck, like, I don't know. The Stonks may have been one of the first <laughs> ETH NFTs bridged over, thinking about, like, when he did it. Yeah, I, I think that he bridged over in January of 22. Um, that's so. a very sophisticated burn mechanism, my friend. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> oh, but hey, you know that that's kind of my thought process with layer zero also, if I'm being honest. What kind of scares me is when you have everything starting to scatter across a lot of chains and you're talking about the collection itself, I just start to worry that more shit's gonna get lost. And you're gonna have more and more people complain about like doing some wonky transaction where they lose their stonk and then you're like, well, 
I'm sorry. You don't really have a good answer for that. Like, what are you supposed to do? It's in the abyss. That's like, why it's called walking stocks, man. You just, you just spilled it, man. You spilled the beans. Now I know. I'm watching out for you, man. I'm keeping all like, mine in, <laughs> The biggest argument for layer zero, too, is like if a chain were to go dead. But if you were betting on which chain wouldn't go dead, you'd just stay on ETH. That, that's exactly what I'm saying. That is why the project started on ETH to begin with. Because I'm even telling you, man, like if I'm being honest, whenever everybody, when I talk to the majority of people back when we first did the, the mint, because, you know, it was a free mint hybrid, whatever. And everybody's like, well, if you're going to do a free mint, then you don't want to do it on ETH. You want to do it on Sol because ETH is going to be too expensive with gas fees. People aren't going to want to do it, blah, blah, blah. And like, I just, and nothing against soul here, but I associate the majority of blue chips with ETH. I associate better permanency, better, you know, reliability with ETH. And if you're talking about, and, and I really do think this comparison is valid, you know, it's like if you have the freaking Mona Lisa, you're not going to put it in your back, you know, your back uh storage shed in your backyard right like it's not going to just sit out there in this thing that you like is it really going to protect it is it not no you're going to freaking protect that thing in the louvre under lock and key with security guards and like i i, I see that as the comparison between a bunch of these different chains where some of these chains i mean there's a chance i'm just saying like there's some chains that nfts are trading on <coughs> tezos <coughs> that are ghost chains, that it's like, what the hell else is going on on that? Why would anybody, and I get there's great art, right? Great art, great artists. I get that argument. But why, if you have great art, would you want to put it on like a shitty chain? It makes no sense other, other than there's this collective, I think, of JPEG investors that have invested X amount on these chains. So what do they do? They don't want their investment losing any type of value. And like, it is good art. You know, I'm not going to argue the art being good part of it, but they're going to try to bring other people to collect on it and say, hey, you know, like, this is where the real gems are. If you want to be a D-Gen, you come over to Tezos. If you actually appreciate the finer things in life, be a Tezos OG. If you appreciate the finer things in life, buy my fucking bags. Like, that's what I hear whenever I see come over to Tezos. It makes no sense. So, anyway, all that rambling to be said, that's why the stocks are on ETH. <laughs> dude, NF Tezos, baby. NFT, man. Nah, dude, that's, uh, dude, yeah. I, you know, like, let's go back to one of your points you said a while back, uh, probably like last week. Um, You'll never be able to do a free mint again. So, dude, in, in a way, I'm just super blessed. And it was cool to see how this has played out from start to finish up to this point. And to have the history that we have with the stocks. Man, I'm just glad I got to be there day one. Because the things, the way in which it got dropped was, was a new paradigm for future projects. Uh, it worked for a little while. And, then, of course, people took advantage of it. But... To, to, to be a part of that group to say that we were a part of that like that's that's cool man because you're right you're, ne you're never going to be able to do some of the things we did last year ever again 
and people are just going to have to come up with new cool ways to drop stuff now. But you can't trust. You can't really trust the trust in this. The trust in this area now is way worse, and it's harder. It's 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 hard to do anything original because nobody trusts you. But I don't know. Well, I'll definitely say. I mean, I I, I said this before, but I definitely mean it now. It would be way too dangerous to ever do any type of a stealth launch for anything ever again. Um, you know, it worked out with the stonks, but I think that after that, like, again, I, you know, I've shared the vision for why we did it. And I think that it like was completely valid at the time, but I just think it's so dangerous now after having the collection being more established, being around for a while to let anybody have any idea in their mind that, Hey, you know, Kaleo did a stealth launch once he could definitely do it again one day with like, because if that happens and somehow say my account or the ledger discord or something else gets compromised. Well, now all of a sudden this idea translates over to a security risk for the holders. So that's why I will publicly transparently say any other ledger drop that ever happens will be announced well in advance, right? Like it will never be in, in like, I warn people of this because if something's compromised, there's a good chance that I'm not able to get out there and say something immediately. So y'all need to be the voices in that case. If it ever happens again, no stealth launch like that can ever happen again. So super special the way that it happened, because you're right. Like that definitely can't be re replicated. Hey, what about uh, what about like a uh, soul bound, um, like for the OGs and for for new people? We did like a soul bound ledge art thing, bro. But why? <laughs> like, because, I mean, I'm man. I like because. okay. Here's the deal. I respect what the pudgies are doing with soul bounds, but I had this conversation the other day with the CTO when he was on the stage. I, I was like, hey, I respect what you guys are doing, and I understand that anybody can release it, but personally i just don't really like we're connected okay, what, bro don't take this away from me Crayola, Come on what now. is what is the purpose <laughs> you explain to me right now what the purpose and value of airdropping somebody a soulbound token would be please like elaborate on that and maybe i'll consider nah there's in, in my current state there's there's zero reason to do yeah. it i'm just i'm just messing with you bro now i'm a bit yeah. i love it i mean yeah. now granted my sappy seal I did get a freaking sweet Keyblade, and I love Kingdom Hearts. So I was all for that. But it's got to resonate with you, I feel like. And if there's no utility behind it, I mean, I guess a man's word is as good as that. And these spaces, you know, that you continue to do is, is kind of like that. You know, it's kind of like a soulbound brotherhood. And everybody's welcome. So, yeah, no, no reason to really do the air job. It's just funny that, the, like, that's the narrative now. Everybody wants a soulbound for, for everything. I have enough soul bounds. I don't know. I, I think bro, I have... soul bounds like a po app. Yeah. 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 That's what yeah. they are essentially. Yeah. I mean, hopefully they do stuff for the pudgies. Hey, yo, Diablo, what's up? You got your hand up? Wait, wait, wait. Crayola, do you not hear Bogfather talking? Bro, I haven't heard him this whole time, man. And then okay, I'm like, leave. Hey, Crayola, <laughs> here's, here's what you need to do. Leave because this happens. You got to leave the space, exit out of your app, come back on, then request again, and I'll bring you up. You should be able to hear him. I'm like, man, Kalev just just knows everything Bob's saying, and I'm not. <laughs> You're just a visionary, so, bro. All right, I'll, bro, I'll just trust <laughs> trust me on this. Yeah, come off, come back on, exit out of the app, come back, and it'll reset everything for you. We'll see you in a minute. 
Hey, I, I just want right, to say. What were you gonna say? I, no, I was gonna say I wasn't talking yet, but yeah, I wanted to bring it back a bit. Uh, we're talking about Texas, and uh, I I got in uh, in that like a year ago, and yeah, it was uh, bad as an investment. But uh, the the good thing I can say is I met a lot of artists and got to to support them. Uh, some of them were living out of it, and uh, yeah, I made good friends and all that, but my bags went to zero, obviously. <laughs> and also, <laughs> I want to to uh, tell a short story, a, a sad story about me and the wonky songs, because, I mean, I did not fade them, but I kind of actually did, because uh, when you launched the wonky songs, I didn't even have a MetaMask. I had never uh, bought an NFT or minted. I didn't even uh, bought anything on chain. I mean, I was only in exchanges. So I saw you were launching this and it was like a free mint, but people say were saying about the gas was very high on, on, on every collection, you know, in, in every mint. But I said, oh, that sounds cool. I mean, a free mint, an NFT. It was like new for me, right? But yeah, I wasn't sure how to to create a MetaMask wallet and all that, so I didn't get one. And then everything happened, and I don't know, kind of forgot a bit about him. I mean, still follow you and saw all your tweets and uh, now your spaces and all that. But I don't know, I kind of stayed sidelined, as as you. You say, and uh, yeah, I just want to say to everyone listening, uh, do not fade the wonky songs, okay? Don't do as I did. <laughs> Diablo, my man, I appreciate that. You know, it's fun hearing everybody's stories about how they were first exposed to the songs, man. It's been, it's crazy. It's been since October of 21, but dude, there are so many stories of random people that hold a song that, I, I never would have guessed, <laughs> but you know, I, I'm telling you on the CT side of things, like the number of holders that there are that are big accounts and even not big accounts, but just people that are ingrained in the CT culture. CT is one of those weird things where things have to reach certain price levels to flex. So I guarantee you, man, there are so many CT people that have these stocks that like it's almost like at certain tiers, there are certain levels that are unlocked in a video game. It's the exact same type of thing with this as far as who feels comfortable talking about it, who doesn't. I don't get it, man. I mean, there are a lot of people that, yeah, and, you know, I guess I do kind of understand it where there are people out there that, you know, they're just hesitant to, yeah. Okay, here's the easiest way of saying it. There are a lot of people that will simp in your comments and try to engagement bait and that'll interact and say that, you know, they're bullish on whatever you're doing, but then you're out there and you're doing something, you're doing it every day, right? You're working toward it, you know, and somehow yet they still fade it, right? Like the two don't add together. Uh, they don't work. <laughs> they don't mesh. So I don't know, man. Point being, though, a lot of those people that are in that position right now, I guarantee you there are certain price levels that stories and flexes unlock. 
So it'll happen eventually. You know, it's just a matter of what we've been doing the past 15 months, continue to do it, just show up, continue to grind. And like, you know, things happen at the right time, whenever they happen, no rush to get there. Wait, I mean, at a certain level, like these are going to get above an ETH and then people are going to be like, oh, wow. Like, you know, they'll just start talking about it. And it's just like with the Penguins, it was the same thing. You know, they, they have to like whatever that threshold is. Once you get there, everyone starts talking about it. Um, you know, it, and it, it's just like because everyone I think it's every the, the fact that there's so many things to do in this space and everyone has like ADHD. So, you know, when this is the leading horse in the race at any given time. Then you get the fair weather people that come in, you know, the bandwagoner stock people and are like, yeah, I minted this like two years ago. And it's like they never said anything. You know what I mean? They never showed up to a space, which is fine. Um, but, you know, they'll, they'll come out of the woodwork and just be like, pretend they're, you know, like, yeah, like, you know, I knew this was going to happen. And it's like they, they like literally like searched it in their wallet and they're like, oh, I have one of those. Nice. So, yo, I, um, I just heard the discussion here and I had to come up because like you struck a chord with me there, Kaleo, when you said like, yeah, there's people they'll be they'll be in your comments and they'll be like, you know, cheering you on. You're super bullish, but like the whole time you have a project and they're really not supporting it, you know, and I was like, wow, that's that's crazy. Like I'm going through that. But like the fact that like, you know, guys like you went through that as well, that's that's like kind of inspirational. So I just wanted to come up here and say shout out to the Wonk Stonks community. I'm a new member and I, I love it. Welcome, bro. I oh, appreciate that, man. I'm going to hop back down and making supper here, but, uh, you know, let somebody else come up and appreciate y'all. Yeah, no problem at all, man. Thanks for coming up. As always, appreciate it. Um, oh, man. But, you know, unfortunately, I do actually probably need to get wrapping up the spaces myself tonight because I'm trying to get back on a better sleeping schedule. I think that it is something that's much more sustainable. It took me, I think, several days of just unwinding some this weekend and relaxing to be able to get back to feeling like kind of centered again. You know, So I am trying to get back to a semi-normal schedule. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap things up. Well, I mean, I'll give a shot. If anybody else has anything important they want to bring up or talk about it, don't have to end immediately. But, you know, stage is open. If anybody else has any unsaid thoughts, speak now or forever. You probably just screwed yourself, bro. Bitcoin's about to take off like a madman, and we're all going to be up way past our bedtimes. Thanks a lot. Love you, brother. <laughs> all right, man. Well, hey, I appreciate you coming up here. It means a lot, as always. Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, the wonky stunks are inevitable. Day number 69,420. Um, name me one other project in this space that is on day number 69,420 of their spaces. I don't think you can name one. So, um, yeah, if that doesn't speak volumes of about this project and where we're heading. I don't know what else does. Until next time, this is Kaleo. I don't know why I said that later. (laughs)